Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Karui, and you're listening to episode seven of the Youth Ascending podcast. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, Vancouver rapper, singer, Jamon. Jamon joins us to talk about his latest single dropping this week titled Lucidity. This guy's an absolute character. There was no way for me to really plan this interview. With Jamon, the interview pretty much just runs itself. So I was happy to be able to talk to him. And I think you guys will really enjoy this conversation. So we'll get to that conversation shortly. But first, I have some new music to discuss. The Vancouver duo Manila Gray has finally dropped their highly anticipated album, No Saints on Night Street. No Saints has been the theme throughout Manila Gray's careers, as the duo previously released No Saints Under Palm Shade and No Saints Loading in 2017 and 2018, respectively. It is my belief that this... The first project, No Saints Under Palm Shade, was a tribute to Nico and Sullivan's home country as the EP holds a tropical and airy vibe throughout. The second project, No Saints Loading, was a much more dark and melodic and I think it captures a period of time when Manila Gray was touring the world and beginning to find international success. Now with Manila Gray's latest album, No Saints on Night Street, the name is a tribute to the highway that connects the surrounding town of Richmond, where Nico and Sullivan are from, to the city of Vancouver. Nico and Sullivan in the past have said Manila Gray's sound was initially inspired by the night drives they would do to and from the city. At the time Manila Gray was formed, Nico and Sullivan worked as barbers by day, and so they were forced to make that drive on Night Street almost every day. My theory with this album is is that it's a tribute to that period of time and it's a collection of songs that they feel will live on within the city regardless of if Manila Gray is present or not. It's almost as if the Night Street represents the grind Manila Gray went through in order to be where they are now. This album is meant to be a source of inspiration for other kids from Richmond who may be in that same position now currently. Now in terms of songs, Manila Gray's mission to bridge the cultural gap between the East Asian countries and the Western North American countries continues throughout this project as every feature included on this album was from an up-and-coming Filipino artist. The first five songs, Night Street, In My Bag, Blue Vegeta, Zen Mode, and Double O Luck, Freestyle, bring, bring a new energy and aggression that was not present in previous projects. The next song, Long Game, was one of my personal favorites as we get to see Nico carry his own and deliver a raw solo performance. Following this song, we have Manila Gray's prodigy, Res Montclair, on the Shibuya interlude. Res Montclair is hot off his release of Montclair's Mood Ring and this, this feature on the interlude is only going to help in boosting his exposure to an audience that will probably have a lot of overlap with Manila Gray. The next song, Shibuya, obviously was one of the singles, but to me it still captures the whole essence of the album. The next three songs, Deep Cuts, Sometimes, and Backhouse Ballin, shifts the energy into more R&B, which is a nice change of pace. Sullivan gets the opportunity to shine on a song of his own on Deep Cuts. This R&B ballad allows Sullivan to showcase his voice and speak on the, up, about the ups and downs of his past relationships. Sometimes is the 10th song on the album and to me is the song that I believe will find the most mainstream success. 
It showcases both Nico's and Sullivan's talents over a unique production that is signature Azel North. And as if they weren't finished, the next song following was Backhouse Ballin', which is arguably one of the best songs on the album. It is a tune. With a feature from an international pop star, James Reed, Manila Gray brought out multiple flows and a very strong hook that makes this song so memorable. It is in line with Shibuya as being a quintessential Vancouver track. The song No Mercy then follows Backhouse Balling and was one of, another one of my personal favorites, with a very interesting beat that allows both Nico and Sullivan to go in and tell everyone how they really feel. The album Top to Bottom is well worth a listen. It is a major step forward for the Vancouver duo as they continue on their rise to global success. No Saints on Night Street, out now on all platforms. Go listen. That is the main thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Once again, as always, if you're not already, be sure to follow the Instagram at youth.ascending and make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think it's time we shift over to the interview. Here is Jamon. I'm joined today by an artist who is quickly transformed into Vancouver's next pop sensation. Mm-hmm. He's got a new song releasing this Friday titled Lucidity. Welcome to the show, Jamon. <laughs> What's good, fam? I was trying to do that T-Pain shit. You know what I'm saying? Is they work? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, you go. ever Thank fuck you. with the, the Jabberwockies? Yo, okay. I have a bone to pick with them, bro, because they shouldn't have won America's Best Dance Crew Season 1, bro. What? Bro, okay, what? listen, listen. So, so there was another group right in the finals called Status Quo. Okay, yeah. So they, yeah, like, I remember that. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? They had all the green on and stuff. It was like it was like a homeless squad from like Baltimore. They're all like, yeah, like, yeah, cousins yeah, yeah, and brothers and stuff. Like, bro, they should have won, bro. The dude did a flip off of the top of like the roof, bro. Like the top of the stage. You know when they walk out it's like a giant thing. Yeah, they did yeah. A flip off the top of that and landed, bro. You know what I'm saying? No ACLs broken, nothing, bro. Like it was crazy, bro. Like. How do you do that? Like, yo, that's like some evil Knievel shit, bro. Like, how do you do that shit and like, and not like, like break any bones or nothing, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I don't know, I, man. Because like, I, I, I like, I'm honestly a America's Best Dance Crew. I went through a big phase of that. Like, Jabberwockies was, and but like Jabberwockies was the group that made me get into that whole show. And so mm. I, they always like, they always have like a, a soft spot, a soft spot for them, but. No, dude, I remember, like, I did a talent show in, like, grade six, and I, I did the Jabberwockies, like, that Usher with the, yeah. the Omarion yeah. dance, the one when they're oh, on the floor and oh, shit. Oh, I didn't tell it was, it was for, like, that song Icebox, bro. That song's Yeah, I got, Mario. Icebox got the Icebox where, where my heart my used to be. <laughs> yeah, that's just slow, so good, bro, so good. Bang, but, bro, like, bang. I'm telling y'all right now, bro, they only won because they had the masks. No, I'm telling true. y'all, bro, I'm telling y'all. Yo, status quo was way nicer, bro, way nicer, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> But like respects to them, bro. It's, it's, it they just gotta shows bring how that far. show back, man. They gotta bring bro, that I show know. back. I know, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it is it, it was such a good show, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's your boy Mario Lopez, and I'm back with America's Best Dance Crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, bro. It, 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 that just it just shows how far like branding could take you, bro. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, no, and like they they got a whole Vegas show out of it and everything. Like, the, and then like I remember the Yo, the baby like, when they were in the baby music video. I was like, damn, I forgot about these guys, but they still got it. It's so bro. <laughs> Yo, you know what my cousin said to me the other day when he saw them, bro. Like we're watching the video. He's like, oh, those are the baby's dancers. And I'm like, yo, son, <laughs> are you not cultured enough to know, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, those, those are the Jabberwockies, bro. And my guy's like, nah, those are the baby's backup dancers. I'm like, yo, you crazy, bro. You're crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Tell you, man. That's funny. All right. So for those who don't know Jamon, he, he, last year he rebranded from kind of a dark, uh, kind of aggressive persona into a more lighter, more sensitive uh, mm. Jamon with his music evolving along with this persona. And so you've kind of gone from rap to pop slash R&B. So talk about this, this journey you've been on these last few months and what it's kind of been like for you personally. Well, yeah, like you said, bro, I went from like a really like dark gritty sound to like super like upbeat and like pop. Right. I kind of went from like, yo, like, yo, give me all your money to be like, Hey, yo, you need some change, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I did a little switch up right there. You feel me? Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, bro. Like it all started with uh, like me when me and my boys were actually just uh, walking through DT, bro, just through Granville, uh, just like shopping and stuff. And then I seen like these two kids, and they're kind of looking at me a little weird. You know, what I'm saying going to the same stores and stuff, so it was like a little weird. But then they came up to me and they're like, "Yo, did you make this song?" And it was "You Can't Hang," right? And I was like, "Yeah, that was that's me, yo." You know, what I'm saying they're just chopping it up and stuff. We had like a nice little combo, and then <laughs> these guys were like, "Yo, I didn't expect you to be that nice," and I'm like. Yo, why, bro? You know what I'm saying? Nice guy, bro. You know what I'm saying? That friendly and shit. (laughs) But it's like, um, yeah, bro, from there, it's something that sparked in me where I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to be portrayed like that because that's not really who I am, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was think I was just trying to make stuff that was cool, which there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, it wasn't really, it wasn't really me, you know? Like, it wasn't authentic to who I really was, you know? I just like making dope shit. But it's. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was kind of like your your it was a, it was a necessary stepping stone to kind of even just get yourself into the whole process of making music because like just by like kind of imitating what's around you and kind of just doing what you think people will like right there right there you just said it bro like a lot of the stuff I was in before was what I thought people would like which it worked people liked it you know what I'm saying like the numbers show for themselves but it's uh it's not what was authentic to me you know mm-hmm. and i feel like at the end of the day like authenticity always wins no it's facts it's and, and honestly i think it's starting to change just in branding in general like i feel like people just with the access to social media and everybody being able to kind of control yeah. their own narratives it's so much easier to tell who's being fake and who's just doing it like who's actually being like themselves right and i, mm. I think it's kind of a I think it's 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 obviously permeating into music because you're seeing like these artists that they don't really give a shit about what other people think and they'll just kind of say whatever they want and that's why the people fuck with them so hard, right? Facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you oh, uh do you remember the first time you recorded a song that wasn't rap? Ooh, yo. So it was actually that song Tuesdays in July. Oh shit! Yo, yeah, and I recorded that with Calter like I'm gonna say like a year and a half ago, actually at uh at Kyle Studio. You know what I'm saying? Aye, mm. feel me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like recorded that like a year, uh, yeah, about a year and a half ago, and just kind of sat on it. You know what I'm saying? Kept it, kept it in the vault, and then uh, 
started like showing like some people on the team like some new songs and they're like yo what the fuck is this and i'm like yo mm-hmm. it's called tuesdays in july <laughs> you know what I'm and like they were fucking with it they're like yo maybe maybe make the switch up you know what i'm saying i'm like i'm think i'm thinking about that bro you know what I'm saying? i've been i've been trying to make pop music anyway like that was always going to be a route for me like i've always i love hip-hop music i listen to a lot of hip-hop music but like i've always wanted to do like pop rock like different different types of styles you know mm-hmm. just to like I love challenges, you know, I love challenges. And it's just something that I really want to do. I'm going to make sure that I try my best to do it. Yeah. Facts. You know? And I think, I think it, it definitely, what I think is interesting about that is just how different, like it, it, it definitely takes a certain amount of confidence in your own abilities to just be able to like one day just be like, you're doing like, not everybody goes from hardcore rap, like basically like gritty raps to like mm-hmm. that Tuesdays in July in one switch. Right. Like, I think, yeah. I think that's like, so was it like a matter of like Coltar just put this beat on and then you were kind of like, Whoa, like this is different. Or like, so like, did you have, or did you like have the intention of going in there and you'd be like, okay, I think, I, I think I want to try this. And well, you I told that to him. Well, I, I had it like written already. So I was like, yo, I really want to try something on this beat. It was actually my boy Scotty who sent over the beat. Scotty Flames. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh bro, like I, I just I, I've always wanted to try this stuff, man. I just I just kind of went in. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm just gonna try recording it. Cause I always written this stuff. I or sorry, I've always wrote this type of music on the background. Yeah. You know what I'm Even though like the front focus back then was hip hop, I always wrote like pop songs and i even have some country songs man <laughs> yeah. and it's just so a, it, it's just yeah. it's just kind of a way you just challenge yourself creatively yeah bro it's, it's about getting the reps in you know like like people always say ten thousand hours i i know this i don't necessarily think it's the ten thousand hours i think it's more like ten thousand reps do you know mm-hmm. what i mean because you can put in ten thousand hours but those hours might not really be quality you know what i'm saying right. it's about getting those reps in bro like like for example you could be at the gym for an hour a day for a year and not do shit. You know what I'm saying? It's about doing the actual work with, while you're there. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yo, I, yeah, I go lie. Y'all gonna quote that shit. That was kind of fire. Yeah, bro, <laughs> bro that, that felt like it was good. Probably did I put that shit, bro? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was some good shit. That was, some, that, was <laughs> that was great fucking A. In my, I, was, that, I got inspired myself. But like, start crying, you bro. You know go to the studio after this. Um, so, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you think, because um, I read somewhere that, like, you kind of taught yourself how to engineer, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Do you think, do you think that, like, having that background and that knowledge kind of definitely, is, like, assisted you in being able to kind of structure these new types of songs? Oh, yeah, bro. Most definitely. Like, um, when, like when I was making, like, hip-hop music, uh, I made my first song at two-track. Well, my first released song <laughs> at two-track. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the years, I just looked over uh, my boy Denton's shoulder. Denton's the owner of two-track. So I just looked over his shoulder while he was engineering me and just picked up stuff along the way, you know? Like, I'm, a, I'm more of a visual learner, you know? So, like, you could, you could tell me something, I won't get it. But, like, if I see something, I'm like, yo, okay, he did this. Maybe let me try that myself. So I started doing engineering sessions myself. I'm like, yo, let me just try to do this. And then uh, from from then on, bro, I just engineer all my own stuff now. Unless I'm working with somebody specific, you know, like a Coltar or Ricky or something like that. But um, yeah, 
engineer yeah. myself now, baby. You'll say it makes it so Fuck. much easier when you know how to when you know how to do stuff yourself because you can get your sound down pack. And, yeah, and just, I would imagine so yeah. because I feel like that'd be the hardest part about trying to articulate like what's in your mm-hmm. head to the to the engineer because not a lot of people even understand like what the engineer does and like how much of an impact they they have on a song. Like mm-hmm. they can take a song that's like so so to just being a top billboard hit like just by a matter of getting the volumes right right yeah bro this so who so much mm -hmm. so who like are you mainly working with like in terms of producers is you mentioned coltar yes you gotta work with kgv man you know what i'm saying yeah i'll tell you bro like cults are crazy uh, I worked with Ricky a lot too. There's there's a lot of great uh, producers and artists in the city, man. There's great creators in general, bro. Like Vancouver's just a city on the rise. Like um, mm-hmm. there's uh, Vancouver's a city that's ascending. Oh, there you go, ascending <laughs> into the mainstream. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Have to do that little, you know what I'm saying? That little double entendre. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You feel me? I'm but, expecting oh. a bar out of you in one of these songs coming up. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell y'all, bro. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not in my shot. You call that youth ascending. You know what I'm saying? Bars. You know what I'm saying? Man. I keep it real. No fake. Everybody pretending. Wait, dude. Cut all that shit, bro. I don't want to say that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not a rapper no more. I'm not, a rapper. <laughs> not a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Okay. So th- this new this new Jmon released three songs in the last few weeks, and this week's release, uh, Lucidity, will make for the fourth installment, and you guys i've been like watching your guys's uh kind of teasing the visuals for it and y'all snapped on that like thank you bro you say like like, damn like it looks crazy and so what can you tell about like the concept behind the single and the video behind it too well uh i'm gonna start with just giving props to like aiden and and my boy uh talha man tp because like they they snapped on the creative you know saying so shouts out them one time um but the song itself, man, like it's just when I wrote it, it, w- it was more just about that feeling. You know what I'm saying? That, that high, bro. Like not necessarily like on like drugs, but like on that feeling, you know, where it's just like, yo, like you're so up. Like you want to you be stuck. You're stuck in the city, bro. You don't ever want to leave. You know, it's like you yeah. feel me. It's just like, yo, it's almost like it's like a flow state. If you yeah, want. bro. Like man, it's just like this. It's like I'm doing yoga or some shit. You know what I'm saying? So then how do you, how do you go, like, how do you take that feeling? Like, cause you've obviously experienced that before, but then how do you take that mm-hmm. feeling? And then how do you just sound, somehow boil it down into a song? Cause that's like, I don't think that's easy, easy to do. It's, it's all right, yo. I go live, bro. Sometimes it's easy. Like this, this one, yo, I made this shit like pretty quick, but like, bro, it's, it's one of my favorite songs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, Sometimes when you make those quick songs, bro, like if I write something in the first 15 minutes, I know it's a banger, bro. Cause mm-hmm. I got it like that. It just flows, bro. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's just, you have to be in a certain mood, a certain state, you know, and then you just let your feelings flow, bro. A lot of times it just comes naturally. It's not too like, forced. Like that's why I love, I love making music, man. Cause anything could happen at any time, bro. You know Thanks. Yeah. So like anytime. when have you kind of throughout this transition, become more i guess in tune with your surroundings and kind of just trying to tap into that flow state like being able to tap into it more regularly like what have you 
done or like become more aware of when trying to like get into that state? What I try to do is just, is just live life. You know what I'm saying? Like, like let, let shit happen, you know? Cause like it, it won't be like this forever, you know? Like we won't always be on this earth. So embrace the highs, embrace the lows and use all that emotion built up to write, to, to produce, just to, to put, put energy to what you love. You know, I feel like that's uh-huh. when you get the most authentic stuff, the most, the, the, the stuff that, that, that re, well, the stuff that means a lot to you, you know, like it's, my bad, I got a little bit stuttery, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, bro. Like it's just living life to, to figure out like how you feel in the moment, you know, and using mm-hmm. that, it's juice. Everybody sauce. needs juice. You know what I'm saying? Turn that mm-hmm. juice into sauce. Once you get the sauce, you never lost. Bourbon. Don't get lost in the sauce. <laughs> that if Bourbon? you get no. lost in the sauce, you lost. No, it's Gucci. You lost. Man. I was Gucci, man. Bro, oh my <laughs> God, bro. I thought it was Birdman for a second, bro. He might have. Still- <laughs> maybe Gucci took it from Birdman. I don't know. Nah. But, uh, <laughs> Birdman was like, put, put some respect on my name. I was like, son, don't kill <laughs> Don't kill me, but You know what I'm saying? So I play with you. <laughs> you know <laughs> Keep so, with somebody. <laughs> yeah. Here go. So. <laughs> um, so how much of your career now is is pre-planned and and like how much of it is kind of just you spontaneously coming up with an idea and just kind of going with it? Well, we we have like a release plan. I think everybody needs a release plan for sure in music. Um, but you never know. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I made like one of my <laughs> yeah one of my next favorite tracks bro like lucy is definitely my favorite so far but there's mm-hmm. another one bro i made like two weeks ago oh my god bro yo i nutted i <laughs> nutted i nutted bro you know what i'm saying like i, I fucking <clears throat> but i jacked that song off and that fucking nutted bro like I, bro <laughs> just i'll tell you wait till may but um may. yeah yeah like that's what i'm saying like for a song like like that for example is something that like i said i made two weeks ago but now it's like bumped up into the release schedule. Like you can have mm-hmm. those, those songs where you're like, yo, I really, really love this one. I know this one's going to do well. I know the people are going to gravitate towards it. So let me put this out before, even though we had the plan, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes spontaneity works really well, you know? Mm-hmm. That must be like tough though. Like knowing that it's so good, but then just yeah. having to sit on it for X yeah. amount of weeks. Like, I, I don't know. I think that would just kind of, because I feel like if I sat on a song for too long, yeah. it would just get sick. I would get sick of it. And then I would feel like everybody else would be sick of it, even regardless, like mm-hmm. nobody's heard it, you know, but like I kind of, kind of that whole internal struggle of knowing it's a hit, but just kind of knowing yeah. when the right time is to, I know, bro, to yeah. release it. <laughs> I go lie. It, it hurts me too, bro. But it's like, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, yo, uh, actually, it was it was Buck who told me this. He was like, even though a song is maybe two or three years old, it's brand new to somebody else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it hurts me inside, just being like, "Yo, bro, this is a banger." You know what I'm saying? Like, like for for example, I'll, I'll use "Can't Hang" for example. There was an original version of "Can't Hang" that I recorded back when I first started making music. You know, and, and like that one never really put that out, so kind of just kept it in you know mm-hmm. you're uh, um you're yeah oh sorry somebody was on the other line there 
Yeah. Good. And we back. Another <laughs> episode of Youth Ascending Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We got your boy, J-Mon. Got your boy, Chris. You know how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's a good clip um so this this new song lucidity it kind of you had tuesdays in july hollow tell me why tmw and uh now lucidity so tell me why kind of has like with the video it's kind of a storyline and Mm -hmm. i assume like lucidity kind of follows that so how does the lucidity fit in this whole storyline of this trilogy i guess well, the, the way that it was, it, it was just how I was feeling at the time. I know everybody was kind of down with like COVID and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's when I put out like Hollow. And I was kind of down too a little bit. And that was me just trying to be like, yo, like, damn, kind of sad, bro. You know what I'm saying? Getting, just getting all that emotion out there. TMW is more just me like trying to find out, okay, like what's, what's happening? What do I need to do to like fix it, to fix myself, just to fix everything in general bro you're know saying like you can't fix everything but just getting some answers and lucidity is more just like it's about me embracing it you know like i figured i figured shit out now bro you know what I'm saying like especially like it, it goes back to what that whole change and stuff to how i wasn't fully happy with the old jmon stuff you know tell me why so, yeah. i figured out the answers and then lucidity bro like now now i know i got this new one right here bro this new sound bro like i know i got this shit locked down that's awesome. That's awesome because like it, it yeah, it definitely does feel like this this song is going to kind of be the hallmark, I guess, of you this yeah. next this next chapter of Jmon. And yeah, bro. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for it. But um so throughout this rollout, you've been a very busy guy this week and um a lot of a lot to do, like a lot of promotion, a lot of video shoots. So, mm-hmm. what does like a typical day or with chaos club kind of look like when during like a rollout week like this one yo (laughs) i'm gonna say it three times bro (laughs) yo meetings on meetings on meetings (laughs) and yo like it's crazy bro like it's it's a lot of just making sure all the content gets rolled out properly make sure everything's up to date with like the marketing plan and the releases on time uh making sure like all the people that we hit up for like like reach outs and stuff make sure that we follow up and be like yo you guys posted etc cetera, etc cetera. like there's so much yo mm-hmm. so much like it's it's i can't go into too much detail but i'm gonna just say bro like men's are on calls more than half the day you know what i'm saying yeah. like, well i mean like it it's definitely cool that like mm-hmm. it's obviously like chaos club is like a whole business and it's like it's a well-run machine but understanding that like it it's probably nice as an artist to like have this many people invested and involved in you and like it's definitely probably like very like you probably feel like this is this is starting to happen you know like things are starting to happen and and, i mean like so like i mean are you excited is this like um is this like a big this is obviously a big release for you, but tell me like how you how you're feeling about everything going on. I'm feeling, I'm feeling great, bro. On some frosted flake shit, you feel me? <laughs> I'm telling y'all, like it, it's it's just it makes it so much easier having a great team around. You know, like 
and and the thing was is like yeah like you said it is a business but we all started off as friends you know what I'm saying like mm -hmm. i used to see everybody at like fortune like downtown at the club bro all the time bro so it's like uh even even like aiden like my creative director bro like the first time i met him was at fortune bro this guy came through from chilliwack and he was wilding bro my guy was off the juice son you know what I'm like, <laughs> he killed me bro but like yeah like it's it's just we were all friends before this you know so it doesn't even feel like a business really mm -hmm. but it's uh it's just oh it's just like-minded creatives doing our thing bro you know what i'm saying it's just the homies you know it, just, it makes it it makes it so much easier having the structure and and, mm -hmm. and I, I feel like it's how to explain it I'm trying to think of how to explain it bro you know what i'm saying everybody needs a team everybody needs a team bro you know what i'm saying like you could put you could put jordan on the court but he ain't gonna win unless he has a pippin you know what i'm saying he ain't gonna win unless he has a rodman you know what i'm saying like you need a team you need a mm -hmm. team shouts out chaos bro you know what i'm saying we doing got a nice little team going you feel me i'm <laughs> excited bro. Um, i'm excited it is. It's very exciting. Uh, I actually interviewed this um, this other collective. Mm -hmm. Kind of, they're kind of doing something, trying to kind of emulate what you guys are doing. It's a collective out of Calgary called Sorry Not Sorry, and uh, they talked. They, they were we were talking about like how the weekend he's gone kind of way farther into the pop uh, pop yeah. direction, and yeah. it's kind of left that whole sad kind of slow that that whole weekend sound. That, mm -hmm. that it's kind of wide open at the moment and yeah. nobody's kind of filled the void since. So what do you, what are your kind of thoughts on the potential for your sound and your, I guess this direction you're going in? Yeah, we were talking about this concept the other day too. just like the team, how it's like how, especially in the music industry, there's always certain roles and they, all they do is get, keep, get, keep getting filled in by other artists. You know what I'm saying like, yeah. there was like the Michael Jackson and Prince from like the eighties, nineties. And now it's like, I would say the weekend Bruno Mars, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was like Avril Lavigne in the two thousands, which I would say like, okay, it's kind of like how Billie Eilish is now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all just like similar vibes, just making it a little bit more modern to the times, you know, and, and talking about like that certain spot, there's a lot of people that could take that spot, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just about putting in the work and figuring out, figuring out if your sound fits that you know like mm -hmm. if 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 any of your your aspects can fit into that mold it's not necessarily like me personally like i i'm not looking to to fit into a certain spot you know mm -hmm. i'm just trying to make my stuff and i i, I noticed that you know i i want the the audience to put me in this spot. you know yeah. what i'm saying because at the end of the day the audience, the people, the people are what really brings everybody together, you know? Yeah. Like that's that's nice. who puts you like in your spot, you know? It's who gets behind mm -hmm. you and who who rallies with you, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, yo, hey, to tie back into high school musical, bro. We're all in this together. Oh, speaking of uh, all get together, <laughs> did you yeah. happen to catch the new Manila Gray album? fire as fuck dude we'll, we'll fire end on that, as fuck yeah. dude so good bro so good bro, it is so uh, good dog, this is that one song yo laga yo just slap bro just slap yeah. bro azelle went crazy on the production too bro I, I didn't expect that from him bro like that no i love that song bro you know what i'm saying that shit was fire bro even like Renz's interlude bro I'm like, yo it's just slap bro you know what I'm saying? yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Yo, rez is hey. rez is another one like 
he's mm. also like really excited like his album or his ep or whatever montclair moving yeah. that out that project was very good and Fire, like, I, I just think that the whole onesie team is just they, they're going crazy right now oh hell yeah bro those are like like the way it look is like bro like before i even started making music like i went to like the first breakout right like before mm. it was a festival you know what I'm saying like and big ups like johnny and Cass and all them for playing that together too um but i went to the very first breakout bro like because uh one of my homies performing there, but I saw like Manila, Manila Gray there too. You know what I'm saying? Like great artists, like a, a great lineup. And it was like in a little basement and just seeing them grow, like from then to like now, bro, like it's mm-hmm. so inspiring, bro. Especially just like for the city, bro. You know, like, like we were talking about, like that we need, we need somebody to pop the cherry, you know? And I, I have a feeling, I, I know who's going to pop the cherry. You know what I'm saying? There's a few people that are definitely doing it right now. Mm-hmm. You're know saying, I and mean, we got a, a great collection of artists that are coming up right after them. You're know saying just, once the cherries pop, bro, you're saying virginity's yeah. gone. Everybody fucking facts. All right, I, my- think, I think we'll I think we'll end on there. <laughs> yeah, my, so <laughs> my analogies are wilding, bro. I got too many analogies. You know uh, what I'm saying? No, they're on point. They're all on point though. Like you actually came up with some bars like mid. I'm telling y'all, bro. Somebody, you on the triple threat one, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? you're talking to a girl, bro. You saying you could dribble, pass, or shoot? You know what I'm saying? Feel me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's too much it's too much. i ain't gonna go into into detail with it bro i'll save that i'll save it for no time <laughs> <laughs> all right well, yeah. thanks for coming on jamon i appreciate yeah. it thank y'all for having me bro you know what i'm saying yeah that was jamon everybody I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like he, he's just, he's a guy that like really, he's, he's, he loves to just kind of live in the moment and the music that comes out of it. it you could tell that it comes from a place that like he actually experienced now. I, I, I like, I feel like this whole new, this new uh, chapter of, of Jamon, he's, he's very, um very, he wears, he wears his, his emotions on his sleeve and he's just unapologetic for who he is. And I feel like that is what's really starting to resonate with um, a lot of different people. And he's starting to kind of expand his audience outside of just being a hip hop artist. And uh, like this lucidity track that's, that's coming out this Friday. Like, I feel, I feel like it's, it could really turn some heads because I've listened to a few clips and obviously hollow and tell me why have kind of, kicked off this rebrand but i feel like lucidity is really going to kind of we talked about it in the interview but i think it's going to cement him as like that's his sound and that is who jaymon is and i i think that's like the biggest takeaway from this is like we just caught him like kind of right before things are about to change for him so i'm happy i got to uh chat with him we made it happen after much delay but i mean we we got it done so Thanks again, Jamon. And um, yeah, I mean, think uh, that's all. That's all I got for this episode. If you're not already, be sure to follow the Instagram at youth.ascending and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Youth, youth Ascending Podcast. I'll see you guys next Monday.